0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Good morning and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Talk update on Tuesday, August the 20th. My name is Paul Ward from our Customer Treasury Unit and joining me this morning is Senior Economist John Fahey to discuss recent market events, interest rates and potential volatility in the currency markets. John, last week we once again saw global economic concerns very much to the forefront of the market discourse. What were the key events that continue to drive these concerns?
1: Yeah, so you mentioned there uh, in terms of more nervous markets. So last week, uh, we saw markets reacting into to news flow in relation to the global economic outlook. So two of the key things that came out early in the week was we had weaker than expected ch- uh, data out of China and then we had confirmation that the German economy uh, contracted in the second quarter. Uh, so this is on the backdrop of markets being already nervous about uh, and very concerned about the global economic outlook. Uh, then on top of that, we have uh, we had the US yield curve uh, inverting so what this is uh, here in terms of uh, different maturities along the curve, the 10-year falling below uh, the two-year. Now, when this has tended to happen previously over the last 50 years, it's been a, a, a an indicator of recession potentially pending uh, in the US economy. So all these things combined to weigh on market sentiment, and it was reflected in the fact then that we saw equity markets sell off. There was sharp falls on Wall Street, and at the same time, uh, investors sought out safe havens uh, such as bonds and also the Japanese yen. So all in all, uh, it was a risk-averse tone to markets last week. Uh, But it's important to note, though, that even though equity markets fell during the week, they're still up strongly uh, year-to-date. So the S&P 500 index, which would be regarded as your main global equity market uh, index, is still up around 15% since the start of the year. So more nervous markets at the moment, but year-to-date, the performance is still strong from an equity market perspective.
0: So last week, ECB official Olly Wren stated that the central bank is preparing to announce a very strong package of policy measures, What is likely to be included in this package?
1: Well, so we looked to the account this week to see what discussion happened at the last ECB meeting. So if you recall in our previous podcast, we went into a little bit of detail in terms of that ECB meeting because uh, in the press conference and also the meeting statement, the ECB president, Mario Draghi, gave a clear signal to markets that uh, it was uh, going to act potentially as soon as September. And he referenced uh, a package of measures around interest rate cuts, changes to its forward guidance, uh, potentially restarting Uh, its net asset purchase program uh, an overall uh, kind of comprehensive package of measures but in the press conference as well he said that there was no clear consensus within the committee uh, within the governing council uh, as to what uh, measures they should introduce. So the meeting account will be looked at this week just to see what discussion went on and where the consensus uh, is forming on that. But you referenced there uh, Ollie's ren's comments so they're more up to date than the meeting account because obviously the meeting account just references the meeting from uh, a couple of weeks back. So his more timely comments uh, would uh, increase speculation that we're likely to see uh, a comprehensive package of measures coming from the ECB in September. Uh, so the first point of interest there will be in relation to the deposit rate. Markets expecting around a 10 points cut uh, into the deposit rate uh, in September. Uh, so that'll be the kind of key focus uh, for the, from an ECB perspective heading into that meeting in September.
0: Just looking to review the week ahead and even though the economic calendar does seem a little light in terms of market data releases, we do still have Eurozone and US flash PMIs. As we know, John, PMIs are a good indicator of economic conditions for the manufacturing sector, which is a bellwether for overall economic activity. What can we expect from these releases? Yes, yeah, so
1: I suppose, in the context of what we're talking about, you know, the concerns over the global outlook, the PMIs are a useful uh, indicator because they're high frequency. So we get them on a monthly basis. So the Eurozone PMI, we've had a lot of weakness there in the manufacturing. The manufacturing uh, one has been below 50. So in the PMI, if you're below 50, it signifies contraction. So the manufacturing sector has been particularly weak uh, from a Eurozone economy, whereas the services one uh, has remained. Remained in growth territory above 50. So, we don't expect any major changes in the PMIs there this week. So, overall, uh, signal from them is of subdued uh, growth in the Eurozone. Likewise, with the US one, the US economy is obviously performing better than the Eurozone economy. uh, And we don't expect the PMIs to suggest uh, uh, anything other than just ongoing solid growth in the US economy. So, overall, that's the only kind of data of any note uh, this week uh, will be the PMIs.
0: Okay. John, just from the currency perspective. I might touch on the US dollar first. There is some possible event risk for the currency towards the end of the week with the Federal Reserve Chair, Jeremy Powell, due
1: to speak. What are your thoughts on the dollar? So if you recall the last Fed meeting where they cut interest rates uh, uh, Fed Chair Powell was keen to emphasise that it was a mid-cycle adjustment in other words he was saying that this wasn't the start of a raft of rate cuts from the Fed and he very much couched uh, the rate cut as preemptive and in, uh, an insurance cut against what they were seeing uh, the external risks rather than any uh, risks internally. The Fed uh, still overall have a fairly positive view in the domestic US economy so they've been more concerned about what's happened uh, externally uh, and obviously in the last couple of weeks external tensions in terms of trade have have escalated so what we look to see this week uh, with his speech on uh, it's Friday morning US time so Friday afternoon our time is whether he signals to markets that the Fed is is looking to uh, move again in other words rate cuts because the market's pricing in another rate cut in September indeed if you look at futures contracts the market's expecting a rate cut of 25 base points in September another one around October time and a third uh, cut uh, around the turn of the year uh, so what the market will be looking to this week from his uh, speech is does he give a signal or guidance that the the Fed uh, will cut again uh, in September that will reinforce its own expectations. So this will, he he may use this speech uh, as a as a signalling uh, as to what to expect next month from the Fed. John and
0: I know our listeners will be very interested to get your thoughts in terms of sterling. So I suppose last week. We witnessed a bit of respite for sterling sellers. We've seen the currency move from a 93 level back to a 91p level. Um, Boris Johnson heads to Europe to meet with other European leaders to discuss Brexit. What are your thoughts in relation to Brexit developments?
1: Yeah, so as we talked at the start about the risk aversion on markets and that. The other big thing last week on markets was the the move in sterling. Uh, so sterling's been under pressure for much of the summer. Uh, it's really kicked in around the time that Theresa May announced she was stepping down and then obviously new, breg- uh, new Prime Minister was much more uh, a hard Brexit line. Uh, in terms of the UK's exit uh, and the market getting much more nervous on that. What we did see last week, though, uh, was some recovery in sterling. So Euro-sterling moved about 2% back down from that 93p level. Uh, to trade close to the 91p mark one thing interesting from that though is that 93p level uh, seems to be uh, offering some support in terms of when sterling does weaken because we, we we were above it but we didn't hold above it came back down below it. so it's a key level to keep an eye out for that 93p uh, as, as the kind of the Brexit uh, rhetoric and headlines and developments will start to intensify over the next couple of weeks we expect this week uh, maybe ongoing sensitivity from a sterling perspective uh, we look to see from those meetings whether there's any consensus around getting talks underway again from an EU level in terms of uh, is there any uh, room for negotiation is there any flexibility on either side around that what we are seeing now though is uh, more sensitivity uh, from Sterling to the Brexit news flow Uh, but last week towards the end of the week that news flow turned slightly positive Uh, so there was reports of moves amongst MPs that want to avoid a no deal scenario trying to form some sort of consensus around the best way to do that and the one that was got a lot of attention was talk of a caretaker government so that provided a more supportive backdrop uh, for sterling but what are likely to see over the next couple of weeks uh, is just ongoing sensitivity from a sterling perspective uh, in relation to the Brexit news So, but that 93p level at the moment does seem to offer some support uh, for sterling when it's been weakening against the euro.
0: Okay, thank you John for your very informative commentary, and thank you to our customers for listening to our weekly podcast. If you wish to stay up to date on the markets, please press subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Speak to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC.